Is this what it is? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we're we're it's below eighty in Florida, so I know. we're panic stricken and we're trying <laughs> and to negotiate the heat. It stays so cold in my house, and Shannon's Ooh. trying to get warm. So yeah. she's a nice. Pardon the turtleneck, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fallen below seventy, and so time for a turtleneck, yes. this girl. Which is good because, um, you know, we're talking about something that kind of makes you want to stay inside yeah. and <laughs> not go outside. We're talking about grief and loss today. Yes. Um, and I think this has kind of come up in a lot of our videos and a lot of our episodes kind of in small ways. Mm -hmm. um, because when you deal with grief and loss, whether at a young age or in your adulthood, um, it you say it's all linked. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it affects other parts of your life you know we just talked about with the holidays and how yeah. you know when you have grief and loss it can really kind of rear its ugly head yeah. during the holidays too and I'd love to see the stats Suzanne on the holidays because man when I'm out in the world just rubbing elbows with people people are losing there's a lot of loss I guess mm -hmm. you know New Year's Eve and Christmas and Christmas Eve I mean I guess mm -hmm. there's a lot of holidays too where people are drinking and driving like there's a lot of lot more people a lot yeah. more activity but I mean I bet the statistics on death are much higher I had a friend who just lost her mother on Christmas oh, Eve no. like she went completely downhill she was diagnosed with cancer and was gone in like two oh. weeks it was the craziest thing and yeah. she died on Christmas Eve I mean it's just yep. It's so heartbreaking. And I've talked about this before. You know, I lost my brother at a very young age when I was um, when I was eight. He was nine. We were playing up in a tree. He fell out of the tree, um, and I was in such a small town. We couldn't. There was no ambulance service. There was no nine one one. So that by the time we got him to the hospital, he was brain dead. Oh. Um, so you know, I dealt with loss from a very very young age. Um, and the craziest thing, I was thinking about this the other day because I know we were, wanted, were gonna talk about this topic, but I um, remember when I was probably 14 or 15, so my brother died when I was eight. Yeah. Around 14 or 15, there were two young girls at my school. Um, the, there was an older sister and a younger sister. They were their parents' only children, those two girls. They were driving home from somewhere and uh, a semi, we had two lane roads in the small oh. town where I was from, a semi veered into their lane, hit them head on, killed both girls instantly. Now I was not, um, I, I mean it was awful. God awful. God awful. I was not real close with either girl, they were younger than I was, oh but d literally could not get myself out of bed no. in such anguish over yeah. their death yes which was the craziest thing to me i could not i couldn't explain it to my mom i couldn't i was working when i was you know that age at mm -hmm. a local um drugstore fountain i could not go to work yeah. and i look back at it now and think it had to it's i leaked. was i was I was grieving my brother. Yes. Right. Yeah. It touches. Well, one of the things about you, Suzanne, when you because you've shared like this before, which is mm -hmm. so vulnerable, and thank you so much because it's just really intense stuff. But when you share about losing your brother and just kind of how you get affected, I get this sense all over my body that for you, you know the pain. Yes. You know it, and so where as a therapist, one of the places that I 
I think that I'm good is that I know people's pain with most things, mm -hmm. but this is an area that I lack a bit mm -hmm. because I've been very blessed and I haven't lost anybody kind of out of the ordinary. My right. grandmother, of course, right. she was 85, right, right. you know, and she had dementia. But I get this sense of you every time that when somebody passes, your level of empathy for their parents, their spouse, their children mm -hmm. is so through the roof. You feel it. You feel I it. I feel it. You literally it's feel so it. so true. I feel because it. Because you were so present when you lost your brother. Mm -hmm. You felt that intense pain and you know people's pain with this and you can't talk yourself out of it. No. Like someone like me, I could be like, well... Time's a healer and all that right. flowery garbage that people come up with. It's like, right. well, there's a reason and they're in a better place. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's people's that's worst, that. right? <laughs> but the worst. Right? Do never say don't that say to someone. That. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, I don't know it mm -hmm. in my core the way you know it in your core. And you can't, there's nothing fluffy that'll take it away. No. And so you just like want to go to bed and pull the covers over your head because you know they're about to embark on the most painful thing they've ever walked through in their entire life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, with my job, you know, as a news anchor, I think, you know, that has always resonated with me whenever I'm reporting something about someone losing someone. It's always been especially hard for me yeah. to report on something like that. So, um, so yeah, it does. I feel it in my core. Yes. I feel it in my core. And I remember after those two girls died, I went and visited their parents every single day because mm -hmm. I just felt I felt their pain. That's you why know? I love you. That is so, <laughs> God, mean, that uh... is so kind because I think the first thing I want to say about grief that I'm learning as well is people look at grief as if it's like a period. Right. Oh, you're grieving. Right. It's, it's grief. You're in grief. Mm -hmm. And I even talk like that. Well, you're in grief. It's not a period or a stage. It's, it's a continuum. Yeah. You're and still, it lasts a long time for, for some people. Yeah, and you still, you are no different from my mother who lost her brother. Mm -hmm. um, you can say the person's name. The tears Instant. are there. Yeah. You're in it. It's not something that goes away. away. It lessens slowly. Mm -hmm. It gets a little lighter. It's not part of your everyday maybe, and I don't want to yeah. speak for you. you no, can that's tell. accurate. Yeah. But it gets a little smaller, and I do think that there's this thing with grief, because I know with my grandmother I would cry and cry and cry, but then there was this point at which maybe after five years that I switched to laughing when I thought of her, yeah. and I still do now, and so it's so beautiful. But again, grandma, she was, it was appropriate. I had her for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I think that early grief, when it's somebody you don't expect to lose, it's before their time, mm -hmm. it's out of order, it's not grandparent, it's son, it's, mm -hmm. you know, sibling that it lasts a very long time so please be respectful those of us that are not in that with this person this isn't just a grief process they're not just in a small process they, it, it could be a lifetime yeah and at least for several years I mean I know my my one of my good friends she lost her mother and her mother and her were so, so tight close. and you know it was a very long time she could not pull herself out of it yeah. and she you know, she shouldn't have. I mean, it's, no. you, you go through this and she's like, I hate when people tell me that, you know, it'll get better. And I hate when people tell me that she's in a better place. And I hate when, you know, there's so many things that, that we all say, I think the best, the only thing you can really say is I'm so sorry. 
and and you what know, can, what do you need? Yeah, how, what do you need? How can I show up? Because I right. love that. It's so it touches me so deeply, Suzanne, when you say that. We should have had a box of tissue here. <laughs> I can get one. <laughs> we should. But but when she says that, when you say you went to see that girl's parents, because I think about that when people lose a child, I think about that. I think, God, the every day. Mm -hmm they will be in so much pain. pain. And and I think about that specifically because I'm a mom and I can't even say anything about my kids because I will be hysterical. <laughs> so let me just say like as a parent, like I think about that when parents lose their kids, like that I hope their kids' friends are there all the time yeah. because you need that. You need that reminder. You need that laughter in your house. Yeah. You need that because it's just the most tremendous loss anybody could ever live oh. through, you know, for your mom, mom. for my I mean, grandmother. Yeah, it's... I mean, I to this day, I mean, my mom and I just over the holidays were talking about about Trace, my brother Trace, who my son is now named mm -hmm. after my brother. Um, and you know, I don't know if she's ever, she would, she will ever um, really process that she's ever processed that grief. I mean, my mom was the best with us, you know, both my parents, they were doing the best they could, obviously mm -hmm. going through their own grieving process. But, you know, I remember my mom gave me a, um, a notebook and she said, she said, I want you to write down, you know, all of your memories of Trace. And, um, ah, um, and, you know, I think that was, like the best thing that she could have done. Yeah. So that you she know. can remember them mm -hmm. because as <laughs> I'm right here with you. As, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go some tissues. <laughs> as talking. the distance as time goes, those memories get fainter and it feels yeah. horrible. It does. Um it's because so scary because I forgot even what he looked like. Yes. I mean it's the craziest thing. I mean I go back yeah. and look at pic pictures and you you forget what they even look like. I yeah. mean, he was my brother. I, you know, for for eight years. Yes. You know, how do you forget what he? It's like my son's eight now, and I'm thinking, how would Lane ever forget Lane or his sister? How would she ever forget what he looked like? Yeah, but you but, do. But you do. And that's so. What a brilliant gift. It's uh, I, my father, um, my adopted father, who raised me from two. Um, is in hospice, mm -hmm. and I've had the pleasure of creating four weeks of pretty wonderful memories with him. We were estranged before that. It's been a very difficult relationship. And um, and I've already started to forget some of the memories. Yeah. And I'm like panic stricken because this is what I have, yeah. you know? And so I was thinking, I need to write this down because there's these funny moments where we're both laughing or he mm -hmm. says something so sweet and I, it's just so powerful and then the next day or a week later, I'm like, it's not as clear. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like panic, like, oh, I want to feel it the way I did a week ago. Mm -hmm. And so I can only imagine yeah. how the years have gone by, how some of that has slipped and you're just like, oh, no, yeah. I want to feel it like it was yesterday. Today. So to have that book to go back to yeah. and read those memories and, mm -hmm. and pictures, it's so yeah. important, you know? Yeah. We had the, you know, <laughs> the, oh. I, there are a lot more pictures today than there were back then. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, yeah. you know, back then you had to get a developed yeah. <laughs> whole nine yards. So I don't have a ton of pictures of Trace, but yes, I do still have some pictures yeah. of, you know, like he and I when we were, um, you know, our first day of school together and that sort of stuff. But, um, 
but yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing that people can do for someone who's going through a loss, like a, a severe loss, someone very close to them, is to just give them some time because it, it does, it takes a long time. What do you, um, you know, what are some things that you tell people to kind of help them through the grieving process? Well, I think you just said the most magical words. The biggest thing I hear in my office about grief is that people get so angry because everybody expects, it's been a year for Christ's sake. Are you still whining about that? (laughs) He died a year ago. Like, get on with your life. And people want to choke their friends to death because it's like a year yeah. I was in bed for three of those. Like mm-hmm. I, it, a year is nothing. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to people is be so patient with your friend who's lost their family member or their spouse or their child, or God forbid their child. It is going to be years, mm-hmm. not a year, years before maybe they feel like doing Halloween again or Christmas or anything like and could you just be compassionate to that? Like, compassionate, like, you know, hey, we're having a Halloween party. No, I don't really feel, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Of course you don't feel like going to a party yet. I get it. Can we, would you like to spend time together? Can, is there anything we can do for you? Mm-hmm. Like, just being understanding that this is And a, being there for them. Being there for them. And the other thing is, don't be afraid to ask. I do this a lot with my clients, like, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Because some people, even when people have a new baby, I'm like, what do you need from me? Do you want me to call every day and check on you? Or do you want me to leave you alone? Because <laughs> right. that's what I assume. Right. I'm like, I'm not calling you. you got to right. sleep in baby. I'm not waking the baby up. <laughs> but we don't know. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't want you to call when I have a new baby. Don't. Just leave me alone. But some people are like, I'm so scared. Could you check in? Or could you check in once a week? Or somebody just lost somebody. Could you check in once a week on me? Because the week is like a day. It goes so fast. I'm in such depression. I get overwhelmed if you call every day. Mm-hmm. Find out what they need from you. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to say, I'm not in your shoes. I am so sorry and I feel horrible, but I can't even imagine what you need. Do you know what I could provide? Mm-hmm. How you know, do you want me to bring food? Do you not want me to come over for a month? Like, what do you need? Yeah. You know, be be okay to ask that. Yeah, and I think um, you know a lot of times we we don't realize how grief continues to show up in our lives, and I think you know that's another thing that you know if you've had grief, especially when you were younger or some sort of trauma when you were younger, yeah. just be be really aware of how that's impacting you throughout your life because it really has impacted me. And I mean, yeah. you know, I look back in my twenties and I think. I thought I had it all figured out, you know, but it started to rear, you know, the, the trauma of the death of Trace, I think, showed up like in my 30s. And again, you know, recently going through the divorce and all that, I think it showed up again sure. for sure. But what do you, is there any advice for dealing with that trauma many, many years later, or that, that grief many, many years later? Well, so the first thing I want to say is if, like, if you're watching this and you go through grief in the next 30 days or, or you just did in the last 30 days, please get help for mm-hmm. it. Like, don't assume, well, of course I'm grieving. I just lost whoever and just, you know, I'll, I'll cry when I need to cry. 
go like for for me like I think hospice provides a year of counseling for free for people that have um, lost somebody through hospice Mm -hmm. I'm not sure mine's the VA but I know I've heard that from other people where hospice has come into the home Mm -hmm. and maybe someone's had cancer or whatever they offer a year and I'm pretty sure it's free. Wow. That's who you want to be with. You don't want yeah. to be with me, an everyday therapist who, oh, yeah, I dabble in grief. No, right. go to the expert right. who's going to help you understand this process and who knows it And those people and in hospice, they, uh, they are amazing. They're amazing. They're, amazing. they're, an- they're angels. Yeah. They're truly angels. The hospice nurses, they're mm-hmm. angelic. So go, go to individual for free. Go to a group where other people are in the same, you know, same widows boat. group mm-hmm. or whatever. Get in there and do this work because that's a great question. Like, what do you do when it hits you 30 years later? Because I'm pretty sure you didn't right. get to grieve when you were right. a kid. You probably felt like you had to take care of your parents. You mm-hmm. had to be a not a burden or you mm-hmm. felt like you need to get back to school. We don't grieve a lot. We skip it because life happens. Yeah. And then it slams us 10 years later when we're going through a divorce or 20 years later. It slams us because it's unresolved. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is if you're in it, please. Please roll up your sleeves and do whatever you have to do to kind of align with it, which is the opposite of what you want to do. You're like, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> right. I just want to survive. You don't yeah. understand. I got to go to work. I can't be crying all the time, yeah. but you're in it. So get some help, help and tools and skills. And then when it comes back later, same thing. Like there are people who specialize in grief counseling. Now you're not going to get hospice for free if it's 20 years later, but there are grief counselors that this is what they do. There's also something I know I talked about at another segment, but there's um, there's people that train in like grief processing and they do like a six week grief session and like uh-huh. you pay $2,000 to see them or $1,000, whatever it is, six sessions and they give you assignments. Like you write letters and you bring in pictures and they do the grief work and it's intense grief work and it's really powerful. The people that I know that have done it have just been like, Oh my God, a weight is lifted again for the person who kind of stuffed it. Right. And then now they've lost their spouse and now it's all oh, back coming up. back. Now up. it's their brother. Now it's their grandmother. Now right. it's their dog. Now it's their spouse. And it's all in a cluster and they mm-hmm. can't even move. Mm-hmm. So those like grief counselors that just do that intense grief work, or um, I can't remember that there's an actual name for it. And forgive me, I can't remember the exact name for it, but where it's like a six week process or an eight week process and they take you through it. If you can find that, do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Do that experience. Um, EMDR we talked about in right. other segments. Um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing removes old trauma. So again, I didn't even know, Suzanne, that you guys couldn't just call an ambulance. That just breaks my heart. Like That's not only a death, that's a severe trauma. Now you're watching this person and you can't help them. Yeah. That is trauma. So if you can get that trauma removed with mm-hmm. EMDR, that's really powerful. But definitely get in there with those psychotherapeutic resources. Um, groups, support groups, no matter how long it's been, you need that connection where other people know your pain. They've been there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, because I think when people hear that you've, you know, had a loss, you know, what was that? Like 36 years ago. Yeah. That you think, oh, well, you know, that was 36 years ago. You're over that. You know, you're over that. But it's crazy how it never goes away. I mean, yeah. it is crazy, yeah. you know? Because well, it's true, you can piece. say his name and it's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm that surprised is... you were able to name your son after him. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. But no, it does. It, it, I think what people have explained to me is there is a piece of you that leaves. Mm-hmm. And I, it's real hard to fill that, yeah. that spot or that hole or that, you know what I mean? And that that's, 
you know, like my mom losing her brother. It's like, that's a yeah. part, because your siblings are a part, part of, of you. you. Yeah. And so when you lose them, it, I, it has to feel like you lose a part of you. And I don't know that you replace it. But the other thing that I will add, you know, when you talk about like, how do you heal? So, you know, therapy, groups. The other thing is rituals. I think it's so yeah. important to have rituals. Like some people go to grave sites and they just bring their tissue box and they sit and they talk to that person. But whatever your ritual is, establish a ritual. I know my, my grandmother was cremated, so there was no grave site. My mom did this beautiful butterfly garden in her backyard. And mm. that was the site, you know, that we would go and sit and talk to grandma. Or I would release balloons on her birthday. I think that's really bad for the birds, so don't tell anybody that. <laughs> Um, right. But, you know, we would do, we killed a whole bunch of animals That's in honor right. of my grandmother. Well, um, grandma. <laughs> but, you know, we would do something to commemorate her yeah. on her birthday and on her death day. And yeah. that butterfly garden was that. And as a result of my mom doing that, you know, it sounds silly, but like whenever I see a, a butterfly, I'm like, I get emotional and I say, hi, grandma. Like they're very yeah. symbolic to me. And I know that sounds crazy, but my grandmother and my mom's lifelong best friend that I called my Aunt Karen, she was such a sweetheart. She died of cancer three weeks from when my grandmother died. Mm. Um, and I never see butterflies that there isn't two. And so I that's like the symbol for me because after my grandmother and my aunt passed, my mom was understandably devastated. devastated. And um, it was unexpected with my aunt. She had been battling cancer for years, but she'd always been beating it. She was in all the books on pancreatic cancer. She had beat it and it was amazing. And then literally she started to not feel well on a Tuesday. She was dead Friday. And and my mom was like, what? A what? And then my grandmother died three weeks later. So my mom was leveled. And what she did is um, she, she walked outside one day right after and a butterfly landed on her hand and just sat there forever. So like that's our symbol. So develop a symbol, whether it's a rainbow, whether it's a butterfly, develop your symbol, you know, that's yeah. going to help you. I can't just... <laughs> we have visitors. Okay, give us a few minutes, okay? Yeah, um, Max is coming at 3.30, okay? What okay. time is it? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So just give us a couple minutes. <laughs> all right, we had a little pause. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so having, so for me, butterflies mean so much. Mm -hmm. And I know people that rainbows are their symbol. I know people that coins are their symbol you know like that pennies from heaven that mm -hmm. kind of concept but but I think that is the stuff that helps you through mm -hmm. you know and I know it might be woo woo or hokey or whatever but you know when you're having your roughest day and you look down and there's that daggone penny and yeah. that's your symbol or there's that rainbow or there's that butterfly um, I have to come up with a symbol for my dad mm -hmm. but um, that's gonna make the difference you know to have yeah. that just reassurance that they're here somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're your you know, angel. They're your angel or whatever yeah. it is and, and really coming to terms with that. So having that place, and I think it's important too, not just to have the symbol, the rainbow, the butterfly, but having a place, whether, or a ritual, like I have a, you know, I know someone who talks to their family member in their car. Like mm -hmm. every time they drive, they're like, hey, how are you? And they yeah. have those conversations, you right. know? So have those rituals. Right. I think yeah. they're healing. They, they really bring healing. Mm -hmm. Celebrating on birthday or celebrating on death day, doing things to honor 
our loved ones, you know, so 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 many times people just try to like just move on with your life, and I don't. Yeah, think that's and a great, I, you know, like, we did that. I mean, we didn't we didn't ever bring it up on the day he died or the day or his birthday. We didn't really talk about it. I mean, my feel good. I know, right? but it, it you know, good. it just felt so heavy. I yeah. think. Maybe with a child, it might be a little oh, different. I you know, no, I don't know. I don't know how parents I d- even get I d- out of I bed. Mean, ever I, again. You don't even realize it until you have kids, yeah. and then you think, "How did my parents even go through how this? Did they, how did, how did they, they even, function?" No, you know? I don't know how people wake up. So, so no harm, no foul with that. But I think if you're in a position to establish those rituals, yeah. I think it is more healing. I know, mm-hmm. like especially. God forbid, like say you lose a spouse and you have children, I think children do could benefit from that. Let me put it that yeah. way. Like I know my daughter was so confused when we lost my grandmother because my daughter's just she's an old soul. She was like five years old and she loved grandma and she loved grandma. I know why she loved grandma. Grandma was a little bit crazy at that point. She had dementia. <laughs> but she loved grandma because grandma was in the same spot on that couch every time she walked through the door. Mm through mommy and daddy's divorce, Mm, grandma was on that couch. So she was stable. She Mm -hmm. was stability. She was, and she would say the same thing because she had dementia. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but she was stable. And so when my daughter lost her, she was really upset at Mm -hmm. five years old. And we did a God box that was, you know, a symbol and you can write letters to grandma. And that meant the world to her. And so when she felt scared or she felt worried because, you know, she's trying to understand death, she would just write a letter to grandma. So she's worried about somebody. She's like, hey, grandma, can you take care of this person? Or It just was powerful for her Mm -hmm. to be able to have a ritual to honor and connect with grandma. And I think little kids need that, Loba. Yeah. I think little kids need that. Yeah. And my, my friend does that with her mom. She has a ritual that she does. I'm not sure what she does with her mom, but she does something on her birthday every and, year yeah, to, to honor them. her mother. And yeah, that is good advice to, to create a ritual around that person. Well, um, our sweet Toddy lost his um, mom, mom last year and it was so sweet. I accidentally, I wish that I had done it on purpose, but I'm just not that person. I accidentally called him on her birthday mm. and I was like, what are you doing? And, and he's like, I'm shopping. And he's like, this is what my mom would be doing. And it's her birthday. And beautiful, you know, yeah. and, and he just, he felt her because, mm. you know, he's doing what she would be doing, doing. and it's hard. Yeah. It's painful, but mm. I think that it's better than not honoring and not right. connect you know what mm-hmm. I mean I just think it's and, and he's done a really great job this year of doing things that she would do and baking things that she would be baking you know yeah. really just kind of stepping into that connection with her even though she's not here oh I loved yeah. her too so um even though she's not here to bake him that chocolate cake that he can bake that chocolate cake in yeah. honor of her and I think that that is you know he's doing he's doing well and yeah. I think that that kind of thing can help you yeah get through it you know it's so funny that you say that to the you know the tree where my brother lost his life is my mom had that house and she just recently sold it like in the last couple of months she sold the house that I grew up on that we grew up in and you know the the I went by there when I was home for the holidays and took a picture of the tree and I'm gonna frame it and put it up in my room because I was like you know what I need to that's like a symbol, yeah. you know, that's a symbol. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's painful, but it's also healing. Yeah. You know, and I think that's exactly it. Suzanne is like, it takes tremendous courage. Like again, I'm just sitting here in awe of you 
because it takes so much courage to say, I'm gonna put that tree and I'm gonna look at it every day and make it not so scary. Yeah. And just that was, my brother began his life this way and he ended it this way and I'm gonna to connect to that. And just, it's painful, but it's healthy and it's healing and, and that takes so much courage. Yeah. But I think that that is, when we don't do grief, when we skip it, when we busy ourselves, when we you know, medicate ourselves, then we just stay in it that yeah, much, much longer. longer. And yeah. granted, even though we've said it's not going to like go away, but it does get less, less. Yeah. and it does get, and it only you know, comes up when you're doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> and the then you turn time. into two crybabies. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to get feedback from men going, don't quit your day job. Oh my God. Please, please don't more crying sessions. <laughs> Feel your pain. We know how you feel. Oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> All right. And Just be gentle with yourself. Yeah, I know. A lot of you there's out a lot there right now. So there. please, if this helps you not feel alone today, to know that at some point, even me, I've been so blessed to not lose, you know, anybody kind of out of order, like great aunt who's 85, grandma who's 85. Um, I've been so blessed, but you know, my day is here. Like it happens for mm -hmm. all of us. If you're blessed enough to be on the planet for a long time, you're going to bury people. Yeah. So just know that you're not alone and we're thinking about you and this yeah. is a tough time of year. Yeah. And, um, leave us your comments. If you, um, want to talk about anyone that you're grieving, we would love to hear, um, about that person. And maybe mm -hmm. you can make this their little tribute in our comment section. We would love to hear about the person. Um, that was special to you um, and don't forget to share the video if you know of anyone who's had some recent loss and could maybe use this segment um, let us know and if you have any questions leave us a comment we we will definitely get back to you Shannon is really good at coming up with tools to help people deal with these kind of things so she's really good at that and life is being so kind to provide me with new experiences so that i can <laughs> learn right, new I tools know. it always does that doesn't <laughs> yes, it, it does. <laughs> well thank you for letting us have a cry session yes. we really appreciate it and um, we'll see you guys next week take care of yourself bye, bye.